Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. It's all messed up today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Tuesday. It is, uh, it is a good one here because we actually had some entertaining football last night, believe it or not. Another under slaps on a primetime game. Go figure that one out. Uh, but they at least had time to, to, to prep for this one. I can understand if it's Thursday and it's like too early, right? But I'm like, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, um, Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci here on another uh, another loaded show because we're excited about some of the topics we're going to get into today because, again, we've been covering the entire market. We've been covering position by position, week by week. We're going, you know, deep diving. We're going retro booming. We're doing all this stuff today. We're going to get back into some of the more important, uh, I don't want to say more important, but more... The most important position in it the is, NFL. It is. There's, there's is no the quarterback other, position. <laughs> there's, no other way to, there's no other way to cut it. So the quarterback position, we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, obviously, last night's game comes and goes. Uh, the Chargers get themselves a much, much needed win. Um, and, and fortunately, you know, we talked about it a little bit yesterday in the close. This Bronco team, they, they, ha- they had to have that one. And if, if you're going to look at the... First six weeks of the Broncos' schedule, you would say that last night was basically, and I, given a 13-point performance, it was their best performance. They did look like they were gelling a little bit more last night. In the night. first half, their offense looked actually really good. Not Russell bad, Wilson right. Was, we'll get into Russ in a yeah. little bit, but he did good in the first half and then just disappeared in the second half. This Broncos offense is very confusing to me. Very. Um, we'll talk about that yeah, too obviously. when we get into the top movers because there, yeah. there was a lot of weird things that took place offensively for the Broncos yesterday. The best thing about the Mojo market is that there's multiple factors that determine people's market price and, and movement and all that stuff. So definitely keep your eye on specific things that you see throughout the course of the game. Meaning, we saw somebody on the bench yesterday. We'll, like We'll get it. You know what I mean? So without further ado, you got to get into top movers. And top movers from last night are very interesting because, again, it wasn't necessarily this stat-driven game where everybody's, like, jumping off the charts. It was more or less like, all right, situational stuff, you know? And I got to give credit where credit's due as we start this thing off. Top movers. Because, man, oh, man, I tell you, Greg, <laughs> this guy... We talked about him yesterday. I jumped on a spaces with Luke Sawhook and Dalton. And uh, we were talking a little bit about guys we were keeping our eye on. And Luke nailed this one. He goes, you know what? Keep your eye on a rookie tight end right now who's making his debut six weeks into the season, who's been battling a hamstring injury all year long. You got Greg Dolchich does his thing. One of our close friends. I'm disappointed in myself for missing the boat on this one because he, it was just being thrown in my face. Yeah, you saw right. it. The there was little signs with, here with and there. I got on my Action Network app, I had like four people that I kind of track a little bit. I don't really tailor bets, but it kept seeing anytime touchdown, Greg Dulcich. Anytime touchdown, Greg Dulcich. First touchdown of the night, Greg Dulcich at like plus 2,500. Yeah, we had a friend that actually hit that and he actually commented on, uh, you could find us on, uh, at Mojo. I, I tagged Mojo in it too. I said, yo, Luke. Nailed it <laughs> from downtown, right? So he nails this one. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for just the fact that we kind of called this, and then I'm excited for one of our buddies who just hits a massive bet as a prop thing, too. So your thoughts, though, on this kid going forward? Because, look, I broke it down yesterday. I did some deep diving on him because he brought him up, and on the fly, you're like, all right, 
What, what's to learn about this kid? He's a big guy. He's got some size. He's got some speed. Um, you know, a, a four-year starter over, I believe, right, UCLA. Check his targets, right? Yeah, now. the targets. The targets were weren't as plentiful as you would think. But he did have um, another red zone target. He, he did. Uh, his targets. He only had three, but he cashed in on two of them. One of them being a touchdown. So that that's a huge thing. And obviously, you see a spike up eleven percent last night. And listen, this is definitely no multipliers. This is like legitimate eleven percent movement. I think that. If Russ is the guy going forward, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but a quarterback's best friend when an offense is struggling is a good tight end. And right now, six weeks into the uh, into the season, I didn't see much movement out of their tight ends. There was a lot of letdown. I know you. Well, yeah, I talked about. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to yeah, try gonna it. Butcher Albert Oguibinum. Albert O. So we're going to just say Albert O for <laughs> this for for show purposes right now because I've botched that name several times and I was it's, very confident okay. in thinking I said it right. <laughs> right. But if you see, he went down a lot. He had yes. every Albert O had every single chance to take this job and and go running with it, but he didn't. And now this other guy's got an opportunity, and the market reflects that. If you look at their future projections going forward, they basically just switch spots. I think with a struggling Denver Broncos offense, there is a very very good chance that you're going to see this guy get a little more involved going forward. Um, we could talk more about the quarterback situation or the tight end situation in Denver, but I think that we kind of have it established. This guy's going to be the tight end going forward. Hopefully you were one of those people that cashed in early because I don't know if you're going to see a spike the way you've seen it in one game anymore, but you know, this guy's somebody to keep your eye on going forward. And this is why at six o'clock on a Monday, you got to tune in on the Twitter at Mojo. Luke goes live with Mojo uh, for Twitter spaces. Basically, it's just a conversation. All you got to do is open your ears. And we saw, we told you about this guy. We told you about plenty of guys. And I was kind of wrong about a lot of guys because (laughs) I'm sitting there like Mike Williams is going to go off. And I'm just like, God, Uh, big body, great dude, (laughs) great talented receiver, big body receiver. He just couldn't get any separation last night. So, and obviously, the the Broncos lose the game, so it's you know very uh, disheartening to to get too excited about this kid. But going forward, it might be a thing. Now, somebody that was very upset last night uh, via his you know what is it three carries for eight yards. Um, you figured Javante Williams going down, it's a big deal, right? Because then now who's the bell cow? Who's going to be the next guy up? You would think just based off of, and I know you've touched on this plenty of times. Like, don't always go with that. RB2 because typically if he is the spell running back, he will continue to be the spell running back. And maybe he was thinking something different. Maybe he was like, look, give me my opportunity. Get a little upset. There is reports out there that he's upset with the coaching staff. He's benched. There's nothing nothing happened to Melvin Gordon. He is healthy. See, well, he was banged that, up a little bit. I don't bit, know that Melvin Gordon's necessarily upset with the coaching staff. I don't be. want he, he's upset. He's he said he was a little disappointed and, you know, hurt by it a little bit. And what bit. was the reasoning? So, I don't know if you want to say he's upset with them, but maybe he just had a bad week of practice. I don't know because if you look at his usage when they had Javante, it was pretty much almost an even split. Maybe a little bit in favor of Javante Williams, mm-hmm. but Melvin Gordon was heavily involved. You would expect, even with the way uh, Nathaniel Hackett was talking after the Javante injury, that he had confidence that Melvin Gordon would be able to carry the load for Denver. Well, in his first game alone with no Javante, Mike Boone pitched in a decent amount and had himself a nice game. In the second game with no Javante, there was no Melvin Gordon and there was no Mike Boone. Boone had one attempt. It was all all Latavius Murray. And I was here telling you yesterday, I don't know that they're going to really use him much, but... Here it was, I am he was with a egg second on my face. It was a second half. It was a second back. half running back, but it was because they got nothing going on the ground right. in the first half. But 
We'll talk about the quarterbacks in this game in a second. Yeah, well. They had success passing the ball. They did. They did. And when we're talking about quarterbacks, now listen, when you're looking at Mojo and you're looking at the grand scheme of things and you're like, all right, this guy's great, talented, super, got a lot of talent behind him, got a lot of talent on the outsides, got, got the intangibles, got the Russell Wilson mobility factor that he can make a play. But you also have to consider injuries. You also have to consider news. Like there's things that break throughout the course of the day. And if you watch the market in real time, which again is the most fun thing to do, by the way, just you're like, Oh, okay, there he goes. You know? Um, but we're talking about the movement on one Brett Rippon. Now, why is this a topic of conversation? Why are we talking about Brett Rippon who hasn't done anything yet uh, in 2022? Russ is struggling. Russ is now also double hurt. Yeah, so Russ is dealing with a already talked about him dealing with the lat injury. Now he's apparently scheduled to get an MRI on his hamstring to, to identify the severity of that injury. So as the injuries pile up and the season slips away from Denver a little bit, they do have uh, a big time investment in Russell Wilson. So what's the point in keep on trotting him out there if he's going to get hurt even more? And right now, the season's not lost, trust me, because the mm. AFC, there's some teams, there's seven spots in the playoffs. There's yeah, a, but as far opening, as his division is good, well, good I mean, luck. Look. What about Kansas City? Kansas City is winning that division. I LA think. just beat them once, so they're four yeah, and two. I don't think Denver's catching Kansas City, so I think that's a ship has sailed. I think they're looking at a wild card. I know it's we're getting there, Dave. It's week seven now, right? Oh we're we're God, approaching yeah. week seven, so yeah. we can start talking a little bit of positioning. I know that there's a lot of football to be played. About ten or eleven games left for a lot of these teams, but yeah. that said. Um, there's really no reason to trot him out there going forward. If he has a severe hamstring injury, this kid might give him a better chance to win in a in a in a one or two game situation. But that's what you're seeing with the movement. Russ down a lot. Russ is struggling. Um, he looked really good in the first half, though. I got to say, there was one pass where he got out of the harm's way. He made a move. He shifted over to the right, got outside the pocket, laser right to Jerry Judy. Point, I was Russ, like, okay, Russ there he completed is. Completed his first twelve passes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, and then in the second half, he had two attempts going into like the final minute of the third quarter. They just stopped throwing the ball, and they really didn't have the ball all that much. The Chargers did a good job of keeping it. Both out of defenses Russ's played hand. very well. And very well. While we're on this game's quarterbacks, I do want to talk a little bit about Justin Herbert. Yeah, go ahead. Let's talk quarterbacks. So Herbert's been struggling a little bit in terms of being able to put out the numbers people thought he was going to be able to. Keenan Allen's absence, I think, is really hurting this offense. But just to talk a little bit about what Denver's done defensively this season. Now, Denver's been in all the games that they've played. They've, I don't know True. that they got beat up on anybody outside of maybe the Raiders. I don't um, think they've they kind of, They kind of handled now. Denver, I think, through and through. But the, the Broncos have been in all the games that they've played, and that's largely because of their defense, and most specifically, that's their pass defense. They've only allowed one touchdown pass this season. Really? So throughout these games, in the, they spent a lot of money the Broncos on uh, are looking terrible. J.C. Jackson, right? They did, and they actually lost Chris Harris, too. Uh, the the Chargers. So right. he was one of the best slot corners in the NFL, and they really didn't miss a beat. Oh, you're talking second. about the Broncos. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I thought you were talking about the Chargers. That's why J.C. Jackson, you're like, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> but you did, you're so kind. <laughs> Not that you're like, we'll correct you after the show. Yeah, uh, no, but, no. yeah, so the Broncos. And Sertan is playing absolutely out of his mind, Out of his way. mind. And, look. I want him as a Cowboy. There was Wind a couple plays Parsons where Justin Herbert, yeah. they don't look Sertan's way at all. And I saw this a lot, and it's a thing that defensive line coaches teach uh, in the NFL, it's like if you have a lockdown corner on one side and you're a defensive end on the other side, mm. you're, the balls are coming your way. Get your hands up. How many batted balls did you see yesterday for a quarterback that's 6'11 in Justin Herbert? <laughs> These guys were getting their hands right. up. 
um, getting in the passing game. Can lane. we talk about, yeah, speaking of the passing game, he's been the check down king all of a sudden. Bro, well, 10 targets to, I mean, I'm sorry, 16 targets to Austin Eckler. Well, first of all, just Austin, out of the backfield. Austin Eckler, yes, get, get the ball guy, in his hands. Get the ball, got, totally uh, get agree. him the ball in space, and good things are going to usually I'm happen. I'm with you on that. Could we talk a little bit about the graphic I saw on Twitter yesterday? Oh, by I Mojo? don't know. Oh, by Mojo. Okay. Yeah, it was, um, it was basically just Austin Eckler's career graph. It's insane because he's undrafted free agent, uh-huh. and now he's a superstar running back in the league. Bro, it's like like a 2,000% game. <laughs> Austin Eckler, man, I wish Mojo was around back then. I but now, now, just speaking on that real quick before we get into the, the meat and potatoes, um, you in on an Austin Eckler going forward, or is it too, like, he's too, the ship of sail, he's only going to do what he does every week? You know, is that kind of guy like, uh, yeah, all right. um, I wish it was around when it was around, yes, but now it's yes, not, like, so don't worry about it. Austin Eckler is a, is a baller. So I'm not going to sit here and pour any cold water on the Austin Eckler um, fan base or mm. the, the fan. Austin Eckler's a stud. I just want to and I want to invest in running backs that are the next Austin Eckler. That's okay. the way I'm playing the market. So yeah, a la Brees Hall. Austin Eckler is going to make you some money if you get involved in him on a week to week basis. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to shy away from you. Investing in that, but maybe <laughs> hey, listen, you can do it. You can do it. All right, look, we, like I said, the first week when we got on this thing, we started talking about quarterbacks, and now we're kind of going to circle back. Uh, we're going to talk quarterbacks today because that is a big, 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 big uh, component to your portfolio, hundred percent. Because that, if you looked at my portfolio right now, I think I have six players. They're all quarterbacks. I've, I've traded away Brian Robinson. I've traded actually I have Brees Hall, but I, I've I've all quarterback driven right now, and there's plenty of guys to talk about because. Between the start of the season to now, you're looking at six weeks of football. This is a good sample size to give you some hope as to what you should do or who you should go after within this market. Um, When we start, we have to start on the local front because you have guys like Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson. Both guys balling right now. And in regards to saying balling right now, I would say they're winning football games. And that's a big component, too. If they're winning football games, the confidence is up. The confidence is up. The play will be up. It's like almost a Deion Sanders thing. Look good, feel good, feel good, play good, play good, pay good. Boom. Let's see. I got a hoodie that says that. (laughs) So Killing it. Huh? Killing it right I I mean, it's coffee. But um, it's as far as these two are concerned, I ask you as the – market expert of the show, um, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson. Right now, both, again, cruising. Jets are 4-2, and two, the Giants are 5-1. and one. Who are you investing in right now and why if you had to choose one? Clearly, you can invest in both. Yeah, Go for it. I mean, but if you had to choose one. I mean, right now, I think both. I think both of these guys are a buy, so I don't want to sit here and say I'm not investing in one or the other. I'm probably not going to invest in either. That's just me. Really? Yeah, I'm in on a bunch of quarterbacks already. And I, I do like these players, but I just have this uh, thing that they just beat me both back-to-back, so I can't <laughs> so look the at their faces. Vendetta. All yes, right, well, no. it, it, put the personal vendettas aside. Bro, but yeah, these guys are both You've buys. You've seen these guys firsthand. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, they're both buys, right? Because I've seen them firsthand. Right. I know Zach Wilson's <laughs> struggling a little bit right now in terms mm-hmm. of being able to get the ball down the field, but they did run into the Packers' secondary. I know the Packers' defense is getting a lot of flack right now, and rightfully so, but that's largely due to their run defense. They've been really good against the pass, and Jair locking down these rookie cor- uh, rookie receiver in in um, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, mm-hmm. thank you, Dave. I appreciate you. Yeah, of course. And Elijah Moore, I don't even think he got a target in that uh, game. No, he's on one so of my benches. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's a little bit of concern in the Jets' uh, pass offense, but the real the reality is he's got Brees Hall on the underneath game. This is a young offense. They ran into a couple teams and they managed to win these games. Mm-hmm. So when you're winning games against teams and your quarterback isn't playing as well as you'd like him to, 
But really, he's only a 21-year-old kid, and he's growing. Confidence is growing by the week. He just went on the road and beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field. It's so, a very hard feat. I don't know how you could really have anything bad to say about that, but I'm going to go anyway. There's so, a young rain Dakota Prescott who did the same only, thing in his rookie year. He only had 18 pass attempts in that game. Um, he hasn't completed 20 passes in a game yet this season. I don't think he's been required to. He hasn't been. You know what I'm saying? He only has, he only has one touchdown. Um he doesn't have any. He hasn't thrown a pick or a touchdown in the last two weeks, but that's largely because they're just not asking him to do too he's much. He's dumbing it down for him. Yeah, I, I think know. Zach Wilson. He's coming into his own a little bit. You might see him start to air it out a little bit more. But here we are, thinking that Zach Wilson's going to enter the enter the the Jets fold, and they were the highest passing team in the NFL. Like meaning, like the passing rate was the most. That kind of took a back seat with Zach Wilson under center, and mm. Joe Flacco was the one airing it out. But the Jets are winning football games. But Joe so Flacco's been works. playing for forty years, so you can like you can do that with an offense like that. And I think that it's you know Zach Wilson. They're going to eventually have to decide on whether they want to pay him long term. So far, so good as far as Zach goes. Like he hasn't done anything to make you think he can't be the guy. So I'm in on Zach for right now, at least going for the next season or two. Now the question I have is the question that's probably on a lot of Giants fans' minds right now. As the Giants are 5-1, and one, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes has not turned the ball over like he used to, right? They have already rejected his fifth-year option, right? So they did not pay that. Has Daniel Jones shown you enough? If you're the GM of the New York Giants right now, has Daniel Jones shown you enough to warrant himself a longer-term deal as the quarterback of the future of the Giants? Has he shown me enough yet? No, but he's doing a really good job of convincing me at this point. So he's building it's, a resume. very right? early. The wheels could come off still, and this is a long NFL season. But the thing that it's impressing me about Daniel Jones is that he's doing it with no help at the receiver right. position. Right. I know really Saquon, I mean, if Daniel Jones gets paid, he should probably throw a chunk of that money to Saquon because Saquon is not going to get the true. deal Daniel Jones is going to get. Maybe they split it down the middle. I don't think that <laughs> – I think Saquon has a stronger chance. We were talking about franchise tagging these players That's yesterday. true. I think there's a stronger chance that they uh, tag Saquon okay. at the shorter-term deal because – the value you're getting, the output is there. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you have to pay Saquon a one-year deal at the top five at the position money, that's worth it because guess what? He's playing like a top five back. Daniel Jones, if you franchise tag him, it's over forty million dollars. You're not going to be wanting to pay Daniel Jones forty million for yeah. one season. You could probably get him at around twenty-five, which I think is a little steep, but that's the going rate for the quarterback position. I think Daniel Jones getting twenty-five mil. Giants fans should be happy to sign up for that one. A little Jimmy. If G I'm money. Daniel Jones's agent, I'm also saying <laughs> that's funny. That was cute. Give me the real deal. Twenty five million dollars for a quarterback right now. Give me more. I mean, more, more, more. I mean, you look got at the Jimmy, market. But you got Jimmy G that just took a restructured deal for like that's 15. Jimmy G, man. Jimmy like, G was getting twenty five mil. I think that is the market. I think that mm, is the market for a guy like Daniel. Jimmy Jones. G is being paid like a backup right now. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm talking more so in along the lines of the, the deal that Jimmy G had before the restructure. Uh -huh. I think that's more along oh, that the lines was, yeah, of the deal that, that you're going to see a <laughs> Daniel they, Jones get. I'm, Jimmy G was overpaid. If, the, if, if, if that deal happens, the Giants fans should throw a parade down the, the canyon well, or I what mean, is it called, what, the Canyon what, Avenue or what whatever. What would you say, outside of a, like a, a playoff berth and maybe a run, his numbers don't, re Here's, don't translate into like quarterback getting paid 35 When I, When I look money. at Daniel Jones right now, I see that – Brian Dayball has got his thumbprint on him a little bit, right? And I'm not about to—you're never ever going to find me talking about Daniel Jones in the same sentence as Josh Allen yet. Now, look, I'm—everybody knows me. I'm a Cowboys fan. This is the last thing I want to see is Daniel Jones succeed, <laughs> right? I mean, but there's a chance that he does, and when he does, it's going to be because of the style of play that Dayball has kind of introduced to him. Or, or flip side, 
Brian Dayball goes, has his season. Let's just say the Giants are 5-1 right now. Let's just say the Giants finish, I don't know, 10-7, and seven, right? So get, give me 5-6 and six the rest of the way, which I don't. All of a sudden, I'm like, eh, they might win 11 or 12. We don't know. But if there's no playoff berth or there's a quick playoff exit or anything like that, they might see that as enough to say, you know what? We can do this. Or Brian Dayball could say, look, I tried. I liked him. He's not my guy. I'm going to go get my guy next year. Yeah, but getting your guy next year, you care for what you wish for. Correct. Because, I, look, the Giants, I'm you with expected it. them. If, if Daniel Jones' wheels came off, you would expect the Giants to be picking near the top of the draft. Well, guess what? The Giants got five wins right now. They're not even in the top 15 they're, they're right even, now. They're, they're, they're like the 30, yeah. 30th right the now. The Giants yeah. are really in a terrible spot when it comes to draft <laughs> position right now, but they're it's in a very true. good spot in terms of the NFC East. Absolutely so true. You got to give the Giants credit. You got to give Daniel Jones credit. I think he... He staved off any chance at like a high blue chip talented quarterback taking his job next year because they're playing out of that draft spot. So is there a free agent quarterback out there that you see that's more appealing than a guy that knows the system and just won you five games in the first six? I don't know that there is. Jimmy I know G? that they're not gonna <laughs> G? they're not gonna do any deal during the season no. because that's just crazy. No. But I would expect Daniel Jones is at least the guy next season and he is with that a, guy, pal. a tentative deal. I don't think he's gonna get a five year or anything, but mm, we'll Daniel see. Jones gets some money from the Giants All for right. sure. Another quarterback. So buy Daniel Jones. All right, and Zach Wilson, because I got a multiplier on him and I've And made if I'm money. picking one of the two, it's Zach. Done. <laughs> it's sold. All right. Another interesting situation developing in Pittsburgh. Now, I understand that uh, the other day, or at least two weeks ago, the job was handed. And, or not handed, it's earned. You know, like Mitch Trubisky paid himself, played himself out of the starting position. Kenny Pickett showed you enough in the preseason to show you that you could be the starting quarterback. But if you look at this now, are we seeing a little bit of a Wally Pip situation? Okay, meaning, obviously, Kenny's the guy, right? He gets hurt. New concussion protocols. Goodbye, Kenny. You're out for a minute, right? Mitch comes in, beats Tom Brady. That's a big, big win for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers on a team that people are just kind of not writing off, but just saying like, hey, let's see how much they, let's give it the old college try. Is this a chance for Mitch to reclaim the throne in Pittsburgh right now? Because that's an interesting conversation to have because Kenny Pickett, the intangibles are there. He's hurt. He might be out again this week. It, it's early. If it's you, Tuesday. If you want to light the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base on fire, then yes, yeah, start uh, start <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. But no, come on now. Kenny Pickett, we know what Mitch Trubisky is. And I talked about it yesterday. Mitch Trubisky came in and he proved that he is a very viable backup quarterback in this league. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Steelers had the lead at halftime. And when Kenny Pickett left the game, the Steelers were winning. Doesn't matter. It's called. It so, doesn't matter. It's called sustainability. Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett came. I mean, uh, Mitch Trubisky came in in the second half, nine for twelve, solid performance with a touchdown pass. He did what he had to Players do. Players love him. Chase Claypool loves the guy. Uh, yeah, because he got touchdown. But George Pickens <laughs> doesn't, right? <laughs> and I would rather be on uh, George Pickens' good side than Chase Claypool's because eh. I think going forward the Steelers. I mean, George Pickens, I think, ran Chase Claypool's job. So. Well. You know, now that the backup, the and, twos are in. He's a little, he's a little crazy, a little crazy, just a little bit crazy. But that's a good thing for a football player. So George Pickens definitely. But yeah, yeah Kenny Pickett's the guy. A concussion protocol. They're going to keep him out maybe another week, but I don't even think so. I think that it wasn't too severe. But oh, I'm not a doctor, I, and I don't know. We're going to find out about that probably by tomorrow or Thursday if he could practice. But um, either way, as soon as Kenny Pickett is healthy. He is the starting quarterback in Pittsburgh. What are you going to do? You're going to pull him now after what? No, no, no. Did he do I, anything to to not earn his job? No, no. Or to lose I just, his job? No. In, in that situation, in Pittsburgh particularly, particularly <laughs> I can say that word. Um, in that situation, I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, Mitch 
you know, got off to a rocky start. The offense was, you know, sputtering out plenty, right? And I'm just like, well, bring in Kenny, see what he could do. And he yeah. did well, right? Yeah. And, and he's he's played, he's won a game. You know what I mean? So I'm just, I don't know. This one's confusing to me because there's not a lot invested the Steelers, in this. The Steelers right weren't now. expected to win a ton of football games. Maybe by their fan base, they had a little bit of hope mm-hmm. because there's like a couple good players scattered around that roster. But the quarterback position was going to be an issue this year. They knew that, and. If it's going to be an issue, you might as well have a learning curve process along the yeah, way. That's true. I think Kenny Pickett, there's going to be some lumps, man. Like, look at what Peyton Manning even did in his rookie season. He set the rookie record for picks. Guys his career wound up, you know, mediocre at best. Pretty pretty decent <laughs> career, I'd say. So, as a rookie quarterback, you know, you got to give these guys time. If you're investing in a Kenny Pickett, if you're investing in a Zach Wilson, even a Trevor Lawrence at this point, you know, Give him some time because these guys, it's not easy to play quarterback in this league. It's totally. a very demanding position. And there's... There's defensive players. Like, Kenny Pickett did not have any favors handed to him in his first three games. No, he did not. As far as the schedule's concerned, no. Yeah, and even Zach Wilson, you know, like, you talk about the Packers' defense being bad, but like I said, the secondary is really good. Daniel Jones, same deal. They had to play the same team back-to-back. And then the Ravens, I don't know what's happening with their defense. (laughs) We'll figure that out another day. Uh, One more situation to go over. So, obviously, we talked about, um, you know, we talked about Russ and Herbert, who are the upper enchilada of the mojo market right and then you have the guys that we want to talk about being the future and we're talking about daniel jones zach wilson then we talk about this situation because of a who's gonna go who's not gonna go this next situation is interesting and it's one of the guys near and dear to my heart it's dak prescott and it's tua both guys coming off injury okay obviously the longer term injury has been dak prescott he's been out since week one tua goes down with that brutal concussion a couple weeks back all of a sudden both guys currently as far as what i've read Wednesday, which would be tomorrow, which is the, like the first day of practice for teams when it comes to like actually going full uh, bore on a practice, both guys are going to go and practice. Both guys medically cleared. So I ask you, Chris, you're not going to hurt my feelings. It's a Tua or it's, it's, it's Dak Prescott. When you look at their share prices right now, they're very right there with each other, right? Dak is only about $3 more, three three and a quarter more than a Tua. Tua, obviously, with his banked value, a lot lower. He's been there for a cup of coffee. Dak Prescott, not so much. He's been there for a little while. He's won himself a couple divisions. He put up some gaudy numbers. Comes in as a fourth-round pick. You know what I mean? Like So the expectations for Dak were really low, right, to start. And then he's won himself some games. So if you look at this on the surface, Tua or Dak, right now I give you my money. Where are you putting it? I don't know why I keep giving you my money. Yeah, but thanks, you should buddy. Start I appreciate your own money I'm taking a little bit off the top each time and building myself a nice little portfolio <laughs> on the low. Don't tell Dave. Yeah. Um, yeah, so right here. I'm in on Tua here, Dave, and I don't want to disappoint know, okay. you here, but it's really the pass catchers that they have in, in Miami are, are elite. And I want to touch on a little bit of other, like a sidebar as to why. It's like the Dolphins haven't won a game since Tua's been out. The Cowboys, on the other hand, mm. they've proven there's there's at least an underlying. Um, I wouldn't say there's a group of Cowboys people in the front office that might be like, hey, you know, we could be just fine with Cooper Rush because I think the Philly game proved that they might be all wrong on that regard. Yeah, but that they did they did Talk win about four cold games. Water. <laughs> you know, Cooper Rush did set some type of NFL record. I'm I'm imagining with like the amount of wins he had to start Five in his row. career. So yeah, you know. I'm taking Tua because, like I said, the pass catchers, and I don't think that Dak has any risk of losing his starting job anytime soon. But you have to look at certain things here in this league, and the injuries for Dak are starting to pile up a little bit. I think that they're going to be fine. He's going to, you know, injuries happen in the league, and it wasn't anything that's going to hinder him long term in this regard. Right? I mean, this was this was basically the the Russell Wilson injury from last year. 
Which isn't necessarily good. We've seen Russ since. So <laughs> I mean, no. Why well, you got to put that on me, Ricky Bobby? Um, <laughs> why but, are you doing that? But I think Dak is obviously God. right now a little further along in his development as a quarterback. But mm. Tua, he just wins football games. And as, as long as you're in that offense, he's, I think, right now still the, the highest rated passer in football. I know, and they haven't won. I a mean, game. by default, I mean, they're not passing attempts <laughs> like anymore since injury. So yeah, you stay there. I understand, but yes, those pass catchers, that system, it's been proven that he's going to light up the scoreboard, at least when he's given the chance to. And Dak, I think Dak is going to. They're going to be a little bit more of a running team going forward. I think that's what they have to do because of the way their defense plays. Mm. And um, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Look, yeah, I, I, the, I've, that's I've seen their it. strength. I've seen it as it's happened they've dumbed down the offense for a cooper rush right and i've said this to plenty of my cowboys people around my community right if you dumb down the offense to with dak prescott playing a cooper rush offense they'll be a lot they'll better. be they'll be a lot better and yeah. then look dak always thinks he has to make the big play and uh, don't get me wrong sometimes there are some big big splash plays that dak prescott can make however I think he's got it up here he where he's just like the run i gotta do everything and, and, and you and, don't and if there is a knock on dak for me it's his deep ball accuracy. And I don't even mean his deep ball. Like when you air it out and let someone run under it, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those 20 yard passes mm, that mm-hmm. are like not really a deep ball, but the passes down the field. Like a skinny I feel post like he, that are just yeah, sailing over those. Head. He yeah. airmails those a little bit too much for me. And I think Tua is, a, it actually helps him that he has like a little bit weaker of an arm because these guys get the ball in space and the yak bros, you know, forget about the speed bros. We're talking <laughs> right. about, you know, Tua and, I mean, um, Tyreek yes. Hill and, and Waddle get the ball in space, and they're going to make plays happen. I don't know that the Cowboys have those type of receivers, and I actually know that they don't. Oh, I, know I don't know, don't. but I know. Yeah. Uh, I will CD's say a solid player. CeeDee Lamb is a solid player. Coming out of college, everybody knew that he was, uh, to me, I mean, yes, Justin Jefferson is shot to the moon. But wait, when, when they're coming out of college, a lot of people said CD was the most well-rounded receiver coming out of Oklahoma, right? So I'm looking at a guy like CeeDee Lamb, and – as Michael Gallup gets back off of injury, they're going to have their targets. Dalton Schultz is still banged up. He's got a PCL thing. They're not really under, you know, they don't really have a tight end at this point. It's just a bunch of guys, a smorgasbord of tight ends. But I, when it comes to Dak Prescott, I don't think there's going to be any any chance where we're just like, I can't believe he's playing this much better. Meaning like, he'll come in there, he'll play football, he'll win some games. He'll he'll even blow up the charts for a couple of weeks where he throws maybe 400 yards. But the inconsistencies of Dak Prescott, and and look, it pains me to say it, but they're there. They're alarming, right? And it's like, okay, who would you rather have right now to start a franchise, Dak Prescott or Tua? I would say Dak Prescott selfishly, but Tua, look, man, right before the injury, he was a leading look, passer in the league. So you, you can't even take two, that away. If you take these two players in a vacuum, I'm taking Dak all day, right? But the pr- the problem is you have to you have to look at this in terms of some of all parts. When you, ha- when you add up the Tyreek Hill, the Jalen Waddle, I think that it's it's – that's where you give the edge to Tua. It's that yeah. he's in a better yeah. a better situation right now, and you know they're going to be throwing the ball because they don't have a run game. Whereas on the Dak side, you got Tony Pollard and Zeke, and that's what their success has been so far this season. So why stop? Yeah. You know, we'll I understand see. that they're going to be maybe play. And look, really against Cooper Rush, that's what teams were doing. Were probably stacking the box, and they were still able to run the ball successfully. I think with Dak, the running game should improve, and I don't think including him. Yeah, I agree. I think Dak's going to be in a good spot, and Dallas is going to be there at the end of the year when it comes to like a playoff berth. But um, as far as the mojo market is concerned, I'm definitely still in on Tua. <laughs> Which that is exactly what we're here to talk about, is the mojo market. Um, Tua might be the, the guy. Let's not forget how we were praising Tua the, the week before he got hurt. He had just come off a, a guy. He just came off a win against Buffalo where he essentially was – 
concussed, according to everybody in the world. And he in the second half, he lit up Buffalo and won the game. Right. You know, so I mean, if you look on the app right now, you'll see a little movement on Tua. There is hype. And same thing with Dak. They're both coming back. So it's a matter of who you think out there uh, has the better chance for, you know, uh, uh, gaudier numbers, really, because that's what it's all breaks down to. They're both going to come back. They're both going to see an initial spike because they're reclaiming their throne. But like, you know, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. But anyway, talking quarterbacks is one of my favorite things to do in the world. But. No, no. I was, uh, just, you, I was you, hammering. I was waiting home. for the. I was waiting for the one more thing, Dave. Uh, but anyway, be sure to follow us. You can see it right here on the screen on social media over at uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, Discord, Discord. Join the Discord. Conversation is great. The Twitter is is blowing up, and specifically because I love that Twitter spaces. I was on it yesterday. I had a great time with uh, Dalton and Luke. Um, but also go check out mojo.com. There is brilliant pieces written each and every day over there uh, with their bloggers and their writers. They're just incredible guys over there and girls. They're doing wonderful things over there. Go check them out. Um, and that's it. That'll be a show today. Tomorrow, it's Wednesday. You know what that means? It means we're retro booming. We're retro booming again. We're going to look back at some of the, uh, you know, compare them to some of the stars of yesterday to the stars of today. We get into it all here. Subscribe to the channel. Be sure to like the video. Share this out. Tell your friends about the Mojo Market Report. And for Dave Sturgeo, Chris Gucci here at Chop Studios, we'll see you guys tomorrow.